0: Welcome to Rail Pass. I'm your host, Sarah Hardy, Division Manager of Visitor Experience with the Southern California Railway Museum located in Paris, California. Join me as we learn more about the Railway Museum and meet the people who volunteer, work, play, partner, and engage with our museum. All aboard for our next great adventure. Today we're going to explore an iconic car in the Southern California Railway Museum collection, the Mount Rubidoux business car, Sioux Line 54. And to help us understand this beautifully restored 1927 business car, I've invited Dave Wolven. Um, Dave was with us for a previous podcast um, talking about Middleton, so I'm really excited to have him back um, to talk about this car Dave, before we get started, do you want to give a quick introduction of yourself for our listeners who maybe are joining for the first time?
1: Yes, thank you, Sarah. Um, I've been with the museum for 27 years, give or take a few, I've done lots of different projects here. Um, what we did was we we won free tickets to a, an event the museum had uh, about 27 years ago, and uh we were able to go on the back platform of Mount Rubidoux. And you could only look in the door. You couldn't go in the car. And at that time, I had an antique furniture restoration business, so I recognized the wood that the car is adorned in. Through the door? Through the glass door. (laughs) And uh, I said, I need to join this museum and let people see that car. That's what my wife and I eventually... Uh, I joined the museum, did a couple projects for the museum, and then uh, I said, I want to work on Mount Rubidoux. I want to take care of that car, and I want to show it to the public, because at that time, no one is ever allowed in the car. It was just closed. And, is it
0: because it wasn't restored, or?
1: Oh, I have I'm sorry, Sarah. I have to correct you. This is a survivor. Yeah. It built in 1927, never been restored. Really? everything in that car is original
0: wow All it's very well kept
1: that's i i'm at a i've been like i said i've been doing this for a long time with that car yeah i'm very protective and my wife is also uh, and it's working very well they realize how hard-nosed i am about it you do not leave it out in the rain you do not leave the doors open. You treat it with respect. It's almost—it's ninety-five years old. So what you see is all original. When it was finally given to us after a year or so, um, we went in. I went in. I was as happy as could be, and uh, I brought Pat, uh, my wife, and uh, she. Uh, she says, smells, and it did it because it was used uh, with a steam engine. And um, no one ever really cleaned the walls in the wood.
0: It smell like smoke?
1: Yes. Oh. Engine smoke and cigar smoke and, and just gentle, eh. But as I say, the only thing that's been changed in the car is um, there's some light fixtures. They're kind of brushed aluminum. We think the Sioux line modernized its lighting system sometime in the 30s. Um when the car was originally built in 1927, it um, uh, didn't have air conditioning because air conditioning hadn't been developed at that time where you could put it in a moving car. You could put it in a building, I guess. But So sometime in the 40s, they got it developed to a point where it could be put in the car. Oh. Uh, so it's the car has been slightly modified, but by Sioux Line Railroad, not by the museum. We've been very, very careful to just... Uh, Pat and I <laughs> went have gone through it with uh, Murphy's Oil Soap and just washed all the wood. And the wood is uh, really rare. It's quarter and cherry wood. And if, for those woodworkers that hear this they have an idea what quarter sawn is. Quarter sawn is take a tree, cut it in four pieces long ways, and then take one of the four pieces and slice it on the bias, and that brings out the the grain or the figure, it's called, in the wood. And that had to be sliced into veneer to be applied to an underlayment. So that's the majority of the car is quarter-song cherry wood, the executive part. And then the trim is um, rosewood. And rosewood is what's used on uh, guitars, on the necks of guitars, fretboards, they're called. Um, And it's illegal to own or to buy it, to to do it, um, because of rainforest problems. Um, Anyway, that's... uh, that's an introduction to me and the car. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so can you give me a little bit of history about the car? We, You said yes. it was built in
1: 1927? Yes. Um It's kind of interesting. It's a bit confusing. Um, they built three cars like this, uh, 52, 53, and 54. Uh, we have 54. 52 is privately owned, been beautifully restored on the exterior Uh, modified on the interior, it's um, legal for Amtrak, it can run, it belongs to San Diego Savings and Loan, Uh, the owner, 53 was lost in a fire, as we read or understand, it was destroyed, so the only two is is ours, and uh, the one in San Diego, Um, it was built on a a car that was built in 1914. It was a wooden car, and it was a, um observation buffet package car. And so what we believe they did was they used a running gear. Everything from the floor uh, down was old car, and everything above the floor was all new. There's just no signs of anything modified, new door put in here there. It's all completely new. We have uh, the blueprints dated uh, December 26, 1926 uh, for that car. And um, the car uh, was in service until around 1955. Um, Sioux Line Railroad is a Y-shaped railroad. It has three legs to it. Uh, That's why there was three business cars. Um, The southern leg went down to Chicago. The eastern leg went to a Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, and that connected the railroad to St. Lawrence Seaway, where they could move grain um, any place in the world. Because prior to that connection, uh, New York Central controlled... Um, the price and the trains and what moved from where to where. Do
0: you know who was the business person that was assigned this car?
1: No, we don't. We had one member, which I um, was able to contact back in St. Paul through the phone company, uh, was able to locate a a secretary. And he had ridden on the car, had gone on a, uh, a hunting trip to North Dakota, on the car, Uh, but no, there would have been different ones over the years. Okay. Oh, From 1928, we'll say, when it was put in service to 1955, when it was taken out of service, it was, uh, uh, you know, different people. When they built the railroad, the government gave the railroad lots of land on both sides of it. They sold the land to people in Europe, migrants who wanted to come here, start a new life, and they were farmers, so they bought a piece of land, uh, someplace. Uh, this car took care of the North Dakota leg of the railroad, so they they would, when the people came to the United States, they'd put them on a car, uh, on train, and they put all their possessions in in a boxcar, including livestock they happened to bring with them, and they would take them to the site for their where they were, (laughs) the the land they bought, the railroad set up um, towns every six miles. That was, they designated, this is where a town will go, this is where the next one, they didn't all make it, and towns would join together uh, and make one in the middle, uh, so you might lose two. And, but anyway, they would drop them off, say, we'll be back to pick up your corn, grain, whatever you've, crops you've raised and we're going to move them for you that was that was the business they were in they were not a passenger uh carrying not okay. that they didn't carry passengers but cars like this were used they were taken to stations set on a siding uh the car has a telephone that um on the side of the car there's a box outside and there's a, a long 200 foot long cord in there and they'd run it up a telephone pole and, and connect the car to the general office. But anyway, they would promote, they would schmooze. They would, uh, the dignitaries of the community were asked to come in for teas, luncheons
0: Into the business
1: car. Into the business car. That is is business. They were trying to, to get people to do more business with the Sioux Line Railroad.
0: Which was primarily transporting good, like food, crops
1: that's right exactly okay. exactly that was kind of the business they were that was the business they were in the car is very luxurious it has um you know, 10 rooms it has an observation room which has a little seat about 10 11 people it'll sleep four people in that room then it has a small bathroom right outside of that um then next to it is two bedrooms joined by a um Uh, Dick and Jane uh, bathroom uh, between the two of them. And uh, they're single-person berths, but very nice. And then the dining room uh, seats eight people. And, uh, oh, we have in the car, it came with everything. It came with a porter and cook's uniforms.
0: Oh, where are those?
1: Oh, they're in there. Pat and I are the only ones with keys to this stuff. Yeah. And I'd be more than happy to show you this stuff. When we put it on display, usually we display those pieces. And uh, it has all the original pillows. They're all down pillows. It has all the original blankets that have the Sioux Line logo woven into the center of them. Um, It has all the silver, all the flatware. All to China. Really, place. everything is in the car. That's, that's why we're so protective yeah. of it. Uh, that's why we want it locked. We want it maintained. We want it cared for.
0: How did it come to the museum with
1: all it of this? It came. Stuff? Um, yeah, that's interesting. It was sold in 1955 to a group of people, uh, Cal Southern Railroad, which was kind of one of our founding groups of people here. They bought it. They. The idea was, and they put it in train. in In the ice box is a uh, scrapbook, and it tells trips they took to San Diego or to Los Angeles for Christmas shopping, and they did a number of things. Just were able to put it in train, which you still can do if you've got enough money, and uh, it was. That's how it became Mount Rubidoux. Uh, originally the car was painted maroon with a gold fine line striping and the name Sioux line was okay, a logo so those are on the, the car. Colors. Um it was stored in San Bernardino at the Santa Fe yard. It's they had a, a they were able to keep it there and rent a space. Um while they were there, they decided it needed to be repainted, so they talked to the <laughs> person in charge of that yard and said yeah we can paint it for you we got a lot of blue paint they had santa fe blue and that's why it is blue
0: oh interesting yeah
1: um i've got the receipt someplace uh i gave it to archives i'm afraid it may be lost um they paid 625 dollars to have that 80 foot long car painted wow in blue so it, it does it doesn't have refrigeration for cooling it has ice, ice boxes, and it has a propane uh, stove.
0: So when this would go out, uh, when it was being used uh-huh. in its lifetime, who would be the typical passengers on it?
1: Club members. People that owned it. There, there's a club of Cal Southern. They, they bought it from Sioux Line Railroad.
0: But before it, when it was still oh, part of Sioux okay. Line, who yes. would be the typical passenger on this car?
1: no passengers. There was never a ticket sold for this car. One man Mm -hmm. who was assigned the car, and he had a porter and a cook uh, that were permanently assigned to that car when it went out on the road. Uh, It didn't go out all the time. And so when it did, these two fellows were taken out of their normal duties and sent to the car. They knew how to take care, but they knew how to run the heating system. They knew they just knew how to use the car, and uh, there's uh, there's an annunciator system in the car, and it's got 18 small buttons in the executive part of the car. That oh, as I, I was describing the rooms. Uh, there's the dining room, and then behind the dining room is the secretary's room. The secretary was a 40. Generally speaking, was a 40 year old man, and it's definitely it has a typewriter in it, and it it has its own bathroom facilities in it, and uh, it sleeps two people. It has a berth that comes down from the overhead, and and then the lower area is uh, converted to, and then behind it is the porter and cook's room, and behind that is the kitchen, and then the head end is the non-platform end. <laughs> there's a lot of toilets and sinks but there's no showers no bathtubs until you get to the head end of the car and if you look up in the ceiling I painted it white so you can see it because everything's blue there's a shower head and that's the shower oh. and it's just it's all men so yeah. and it's in a manly area so it's not like you have traffic. And it has covers on the windows so you're protected um, from being viewed. Uh, But that's, and also in that room is the boiler that heats the car. This is from Minnesota. So, would the
0: water be hot for the shower?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. There's a boiler right there and it's coal fired. You put the coal in on the outside of the car, there's a hopper up near the ceiling, uh, the roof and uh you open that up you get coal out put it in the boiler and heat it up and the car has 11 separate compartments or divisions so you can if if you were the porter and the cook and the manager had gone to the hotel because he was better off there he wanted to so
0: be he up. didn't have to sleep in the car each, he
1: didn't have to but night. he could okay. no no uh so if It's January in Minnesota. I'm from St. Paul, so it it was cold. I remember walking to school, uphill both ways, and snow going in my boots. And so, you you were by yourself. You would shut off every all ten compartments of that heating system until you got down to the area right where you guys were, and you'd keep pulling some coal in the boiler. And it's... It heats hot salt water, and that's what Makes the heat. It's like a radiant system. Hmm. People back used to have radiators or had radiators, and that's what it is. And it's all along the floorboard of the car.
0: Do you know how warm it would get if you shut off? Oh, up? as
1: warm as you want it to yeah? be. Oh, yes. That's very, good. very warm. um Dead of winter, yes. You could keep that area because you could zero it down to just the porter and cook's room and the kitchen. Yeah. And they would stay there
0: because the car isn't insulated
1: no, no. not really no uh-uh. it has dual pane windows but they're just two pieces of glass it's, yeah It called back east they were called storm windows i don't know what the advantage was because it got very cold on the outside of the glass and it transmitted right through there's like three inches and there's another pane of glass that got cold um I don't suspect they used an awful lot in the dead of winter. I mean, you just probably wouldn't. I, I don't know, um, but if you think about it, uh, it was a beautiful piece. Uh, and um, uh, oh, the annunciators. I I keep drifting off. Sorry, you're not keeping me on track there. Um, the the the, the annunciators are all over the cars, eighteen of them, and in the hallway right across from the porter. And cook's room and kitchen is a box up on the wall and it has eight little electromagnet flags in there so when someone pushes a button someplace in the car it it causes that flag to jump up there's signs that the porter spent his whole day right there waiting there's also a bell that would ring when the flag moved oh. to let him know that he somebody needed? he was needed and uh he would see where you would say you know executive part telephone front desk whatever and he would hot foot it up there and find out what the uh manager wanted and a uh, cup of coffee a ham sandwich glass yeah. of milk he'd come back and and uh, get it and take it up to him and uh, so anybody in the car there's even one of them is just underneath the the end of the dining room table. So if you're having uh, the local uh, dignitaries in for dinner and you want more coffee, push the push a button and he'll be there. interesting if true. If you spend time thinking about how what was it like? What was sociology at that time? One of the fellows, the porter was black. Uh, the cook was a tall, sounded like he was, he was tall and blonde, so we assume he's Swedish, he's from Minnesota, so.
0: Why is this car important to preserve?
1: It's part of history, it's, uh, it's how executives lived, we have Learjets now, um, we have- So
0: this is like the equivalent of a business jet.
1: That's, exactly, uh-huh, it really was, and it- it would have been a very special that trip to be invited. Uh, the man that we did talk to that went on the pheasant hunting trip, um, it was very special to be invited. And that's why we need to preserve that. That's why we have this museum. We preserve historical pieces. And uh, we, my wife and I, Pat, do our best to maintain it.
0: And you guys do a great job. Yeah, it's a beautiful car. I had no idea that everything was original. I thought it
1: you thought it had been restored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and nowadays survivors survivors are really more important than restored. We yeah. can we can take a piece of junk and we can restore it. Uh <laughs> like George Washington's hatchet. Uh, this is the original hatchet. The handle's been changed twice and the head's been changed once. Well, no, it's not original. <laughs> it's a restoration. Um, uh, the constitution, the warship, first, uh, warship we have in Boston Harbor, uh, was everything has been replaced on it except maybe the keel. Yeah. So it's, um, uh, but this isn't. This is all original. So that's, that's why. That's
0: very rare. That's
1: why we. Yes, it is very rare. We've restored a lot of things. We just finished restoring the hospital kitchen car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we had to restore it. Mm-hmm. This one we didn't. the The paint is wrong, but it still shows well. And we We take pride yeah. in showing it. And Gary Cochran, our host, does here. He takes uh, people through it uh, very carefully. He's selective. Uh, The ones we really appreciate seeing are the older people who maybe remember steam steam went away in 1955 pretty much. So, but older people who appreciate these things, we love showing it to them.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and giving me and our listeners a better understanding of this iconic car. If anybody listening is interested in getting involved with the Mount Rubidoux or donating in any way? Do you have any information?
1: Um, contact you, and you can direct them to me. And uh, we would uh, we would like to see some people step up. we got a lot of people who go, oh, I'd love to work. And what they are saying is they'd love to ride on it. Uh, but as far as working on it, vacuuming, dusting, oiling, not many people want to do that so if you've got somebody send them our way
0: well thank you so much as with other volunteers like yourself i know that this isn't the only project that you work on so if you're interested in coming back for a third time i'd love to talk to you more
1: thank you sarah appreciate it
0: thank you for joining me today as you disembark make sure to like subscribe and comment And visit SoCalRailway.org to view past episodes, photo, video, and bonus material. And also let us know what you would like to hear, who you'd like to meet, and what we can do for the next Rail Pass episodes.